0: everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, a wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, fashionista, and overall lover of popular culture. Besides all of this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999 in Phoenix, Arizona. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I do not have the magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I have developed tips for living your best life and enjoying your work time and your time off. This week's podcast is going to discuss what you do when you get ill. I'm also going to have a review of the new Grinch cartoon and have a streaming suggestion for true crime lovers. This week, um, I don't know if if people realize this, but a lot of times the topics for my podcast come from what happened to me during the week. I think that's probably actually pretty clear for for my listeners. I'll talk about what happened during the week and then talk about how I dealt with it or how I wish I dealt with it. Well, this week I got ill and I don't get sick very often. I I feel like I'm kind of susceptible to colds and I get headaches uh, quite a bit and I suffer from allergies, but those are all sorts of things where you can kind of power through the day. So I got sick this week with one of those illnesses that just knocks you on your butt and I'll explain what happened to me. So it was um, Wednesday morning and I had a trial first thing in the morning. After the trial I had a ton of meetings and um, Wednesday night is my church group, and my daughter had been sick the day before. She came home early from school on Tuesday, and I actually just thought hers was kind of a mix of exhaustion. She was complaining about a headache and nausea, which is usually how she feels if she's not getting enough sleep. And lately, we've been having a a struggle with her, which is that she stays up late, and um, she'll kind of sneakily stay up late and then when it's time to get up in the morning she's really tired and sometimes it makes her days at school difficult and that's sort of the day-by-day struggle we have with her is just keeping her on track with getting enough sleep. So that's really what I thought her issue was on Tuesday and then on Wednesday Um, she still didn't feel well enough to go to school. But when I woke up Wednesday, I had this killer headache. And I just figured it was a headache, like one of those kind of caffeine headaches that you might get if you didn't get enough caffeine. And I drink coffee every morning. So it's not like I missed a day of coffee. But it felt like that that sort of behind the eye headache. But I got in the shower and I knew I had to go to court and I felt kind of nauseated. Um, But again, I just thought, it was due to the headache. I got in the shower and the warm water seemed to help, but I still kind of felt nauseated. So I had some tea instead of coffee and had some biscotti, which is dry, and a little bit of 7-Up. And all of this made me feel okay. And I drove to court, which was downtown. So during rush hour, uh, about an hour drive. And I I noticed that morning traffic was much lighter than usual. I thought, are people leaving early for Thanksgiving? It just was kind of unusually light, but it was welcome because I just wasn't feeling that great. And I got to downtown, and this is when I figured out where everybody was. They were already downtown, and they were already parked. I could not find parking. Practicing for 20 years in downtown Phoenix, I've never pulled into a garage and not been able to find a parking spot. And that's what happened. So I'm driving around the garage. I usually park and I can't find a parking spot. So I left that. And and, you know when you're kind of driving around, you're just starting to feel not so great. So I'm starting to feel like a little bit more nauseated and just, I'm attributing it to my headache. I'm attributing it to, you know, how I felt that morning. And to get to the other parking garage where I usually park at, I sort of had to do this big loop around the block. You know, I think to get to the other parking garage probably hit about five lights. So it took me some time to get there. And I, when I got to downtown, I had all the time in the world. And suddenly I'm cutting it really close. And I finally find a parking spot. It's on the roof of the garage that I parked in where I've never had to park on the roof. There just was no spots. I could not believe it. So I park and I think, I'm going to be sick. So I call the judge's office and I tell his JA, I think I might be sick. And I'm leaving my car right now, but I'm really, really nauseated. And she said, take your time. It's all fine. I'm going to let the judge know. So I go into court. The judge asks if I can proceed and i felt like i could i said i want to try to do this i the, the my client was there the opposing party was there the judge was there it's the week before thanksgiving they've waited for months and months to have this trial and it was making me feel terrible to think if they had to cancel it because of me so i pushed through it and i felt like the judge was actually being very helpful And moving the trial along, and I was able to stay seated, and all of this was very, very helpful. So I made it through it. And I had a lunch appointment, but I canceled that. I thought, I definitely don't feel like talking business over a meal. I'm not gonna make it. But I thought, I'm gonna get some soup. I had another meeting in the city, and I thought, all I need is to get some soup, and I'll feel better. And I go to this place that has these super large bowls of Vietnamese soup with lots of vegetables and broth and I'm eating it and I can't eat it. I'm taking a few bites and I'm just not feeling good. So um, I eat a little bit and figure, all right, this will settle my stomach. I had a Diet Pepsi, I figure the caffeine will help me with this headache. And it's just a headache that's getting more and more intense. And like the nausea is getting more and more intense. I also had, if I ever need to go into the city, and I have some time, I try to pick up things along the way, I look at the map of where I need to go. And think do I can I stop and get whatever. For instance. Thanksgiving is coming up. I don't eat turkey or cook turkey, but I'm going to have guests who eat turkey and I want to be able to make their Thanksgiving. Obviously, who wants to go to someone's house and not have turkey if that's what they eat? So I want. I was planning on picking up a turkey from Honey Bay Ham, which is along the route I was taking. I felt like I couldn't even do that. And my head's just hurting more and more and I'm starting to feel a little anxious that I'm going to be sick. So I call um, my staff at the office and I say, cancel my afternoon appointments at the office. Let them know I'm sick. I'm not going to make it. I said, I'm going to try to do my 145 in the city. It's going to take me two minutes. It's just a document exchange, a quick meeting. And then I started to feel like I can't even do that. I I can't do it. So I called my staff back and I said, please let that person know I'm not going to make it. And I just start driving home, and I'm just starting to feel worse and worse. And then I start to feel like I can't make it home. I cannot drive home. This headache is doing too intense. This nausea is too intense. What am I going to do? So I pull over probably about 15 minutes from my house, and I pull into a parking lot. And I knew an area of the parking lot that wasn't an area where there was really any stores. So I figure I'm going to sit here for... 20 minutes close my eyes let whatever this is just kind of flow out of me I just need a few minutes so I close my eyes 20 minutes goes by I I don't feel like I can drive home I still feel terrible so I call my husband and I say can you call my brother have him drop you off here and then you drive me home and he did And by the time he got there, I was actually sleeping in my car, and when he was driving me home, I felt so ill and so nauseated. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it home. But I got home, and I went upstairs, and I was out. It was, I was wiped out. I couldn't look at a screen. I couldn't leave my bed. I couldn't open my eyes. I could do nothing it completely knocked me out. So I slept for a few hours, I got up, still felt pretty bad, didn't feel like I could eat anything. Had a little water had a little seven up and um, slept some more. Uh, During that first time when I got up, I realized I need to email some people who are waiting for things who have stuff going on. So I logged into my email, and I answered just a few emails very quickly, the ones that I knew that were kind of urgent. And my response was basically, I am so ill, but here is a quick response, and I will get back to you in more detail. And the rest of the emails I ignored, and it, it was bothering me because I looked at the number of emails, and from that day, there was over 100. And I thought, how am I ever going to get through that? But I I couldn't, like, I could not do it. So I went back to sleep for a while, and I woke up at 1am. And it must have been a like a 12 hour flu or something, because I woke up and felt kind of okay, like my head had stopped hurting. I wasn't nauseated anymore. I had something to eat, just a small bowl of cereal. And then I got up the next day and went to work and kind of handled it. I felt very, very drained the next few days from it, but was able to move forward. So what it got me thinking about was, what can you do when you get sick? And like I said, most of the time, if I'm sick or not feeling well, I can push through it or There will be times where maybe I get a headache and I might have a break between court and meetings. And because my office is close to my house, I might be able to go home and take my shoes off and take an hour nap and then feel better to go back and then, you know, stay at work a little bit later. But when you have that type of illness that knocks you out, my number one tip is stay knocked out. Don't try to push it. I pushed it. What I really should have done was called the court at 8 a.m. The trial was at 10, apologized, and went to bed instead of pushing through it because I think that made everything a lot worse. Um, When I did finally let myself lay down, the good news was I realized this is all I can do. I can't even – it was one of those – illnesses where you can't even read a magazine or watch TV because it's just your head is aching and you can't do anything but really sit with your eyes closed. So ditch it. Ditch what you have to do and call on the people who help you to help you. I was being full of pride and denial, frankly, about how I was feeling. And so I was pushing it. And finally, I I had to ask for help. I had to ask for help from my staff. I had to ask for help from my family and, and got through it. If you have to do something, find, figure out the one thing you have to do and push through it. T- for me, that was basically that hearing. Uh, like I said, it was scheduled for about six months There was a client waiting, there was an opposing party waiting, the judge, his staff, and it was the week before Thanksgiving. If we wouldn't have gotten in, I'm guessing their hearing probably would have been pushed off until at least January, and that's not fair. So I picked one and I pushed through. What I should have done after that hearing is I just should have went home. I should have immediately called my staff and said, forget it cancel everything, we'll have to figure it out, that sort of thing. Another tip is just keep everyone in the loop. And that's basically what I did. I don't know how successful I was at it. But I when I got into my email, if there was an email that um, needed to be answered, I answered it very quickly. With the, hey, I'm sick, here's A quick answer, I'll give you a a, a longer answer later. I needed help from my staff, and so I asked for help on getting some things drafted and getting some things out the door because I couldn't be there. I would um, suggest that if you are able to, and I think this is hard for the small business owner or the solo practitioner is to have a sick day plan. I really didn't. Because I get sick so rarely, my plan is just push through it. And it got to a point where I couldn't. I should have have something in place where I have maybe people more on call to help me. Um, rather than trying to push through it and and not asking for assistance and then dealing with what I was dealing with. And I said it first, and I'll say it again, which is when you need to fall out and go home and go to bed, do it. If you don't, it'll be so much worse. By the time my husband came to pick me up, I almost asked him to take me to the emergency room because I felt so terrible. I didn't think that I could recover at home. Even thinking about it makes me a little bit anxious because I felt so ill. And if I just would have called it in the morning or went home immediately after that hearing... It wouldn't have gotten that bad, I don't think, because I would have been laying in bed. I noticed that when I laid down and, of course, I was sick and I was in a suit. I mean, who wants to be sick in a suit and heels, you know, with kind of binding clothing? And when I got home and got undressed, instantly felt 10% better. And still was ill, you know, because it was just one of those quick onset flus that we all get that lasts 12 to 24 hours where you literally can't do anything, if I would have not been in the situation where I would have been in a suit, probably would have felt so much better. So those are some tips. I also had some tips for when you can go to work, how do you make it through the day when you're kind of pushing through it? First of all, I say let everybody in your office know that that you're sick and probably close your office door. The last thing in the world I want to do is make my staff sick. I usually have a can of Lysol around the office, and if I go to work and I have a cold, I'll spray my office down with the Lysol and spray down the bathroom. I'll try to, if I'm pushing through it, and if I have a cold and I'm sneezing or coughing a lot, I'll see what I can do at home. Because I have a work where a lot of it is emails and drafting and phone calls, sometimes I can get some of this done at home. It's not as efficient, obviously, and there's more distractions, but at least I'm not bringing my contagious disease to the people at the office. Some other tips that I pulled from a couple of articles and are just kind of putting them together is make a habit of coughing and sneezing into your elbow and not your hand. You'll see that a lot with um, people at hospitals. The nurses and doctors, if they cough or sneeze, they consistently do it into their elbow If you do have to go to work, like I said, I try to avoid the staff or work at home. Consider skipping meetings that you don't have to do. So if I look at my calendar and it's a day where maybe I'm talking to somebody about their estate planning and I've talked to them before and I know that their schedule is pretty flexible, I might see if I can meet them the week after. And then that way, I don't risk giving them a cold. Avoid shaking hands. I've said this to people a million times. Hey, I have a cold. I'm not going to shake your hand today. You Having hand sanitizer around and using it at the office, we usually keep a thing of hand sanitizer on the front desk. And it's just super easy when you're walking in or out, to get a little bit of hand sanitizer on you. And you'll notice that uh, people just tend to, if they see a, a bottle of hand sanitizer, they'll just automatically use it when they're walking by. And then take medication to reduce your symptoms. I will tell you that my favorite is Tylenol cold. If I am feeling a cold, I know that Something like Tylenol Cold can't cure it, but in terms of limiting my coughing and sneezing and runny nose, I think it is the best. So those are just some tips about what I went through this week, and and hopefully that helps people um, deal with anything that they have going on. This, in a way, becomes my simultaneously my least and favor- my least favorite time of year and my most favorite time of year. Least favorite time of year because it just seems like everyone gets ill Um, sometime between Thanksgiving and President's Day. Something pretty major, a major cold or a flu or something. And, um, And then my favorite time of year because there's tons of great stuff going on. And speaking of the holidays... This weekend, I went and saw The Grinch on Saturday night. It's the new cartoon version of it where The Grinch is narrated by, is voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. And the movie is narrated by Pharrell. And it was fun. It was really cute. If you have little kids, they will really like it. It's not um, up to par with like a Pixar movie. It wasn't that great, (laughs) but it was really cute. So if you have kids, I definitely would recommend taking them. It seems like there has not been a lot of kids' movies lately, Um, so it was a welcome one to go to. My daughter's 11 and is still sort of on the border of taking her to kids' movies, and she really liked it. And it had uh, cute music and uh, funny jokes and great... um, voice acting, like everyone who was in it was really great. My only complaint, if I have one, is um, the story was the same. It And I thought in the previews, they were making it look like it was going to be a different type of Grinch story. And I ho- hopefully this isn't a spoiler alert to anyone, but it's really the same Grinch story from the original cartoon and then the Jim Carrey movie with just a little bit of differences in terms of the townspeople and some other things like that it had a very sweet um, message in it of course but it was the same as the Grinch and it the Grinch got there a little bit of a different way which I won't spoil but it is basically still the same Grinch story Um. But I do recommend it if you have kids. You'll you'll have a good time. It's a short movie. It's about an hour and a half, and it was a fun night out. I started watching something on Netflix. I've been into true crime really my whole life, and it's so – I don't know if i want going to say great. <laughs> it, there's just so many interesting programs out there about true crime – You know, the Making a Murderer on Netflix, which I think to me was the kickoff to the whole resurgence in true crime shows. I know It kind of ebb and flows, I feel like. You know, sometimes you will, it doesn't seem like there's a lot going on, and then there'll be a ton of true crime shows. And ever since Making a Murderer, there's been a lot. Of course, there's Making a Murderer Part 2. On. I've just started that. That seems interesting. I have not gotten back to it, but I've only watched the first episode plus a little bit of another one. But that follows the post-conviction relief efforts regarding um, the two people who were convicted in the murder. That is the show Making a Murderer and the efforts of trying to prove their innocence. That is always a very interesting topic for me since I do criminal appeals, so I do mean to get back to it, but the show I wanted to talk about really today was one that I just found on Netflix called The Staircase, and this was a woman, Kathleen Peterson, who was married to a guy, and by all accounts, everyone said their marriage was great, except one day she is found dead at the bottom of her staircase in her, in her mansion. And she was a very successful executive. It seemed like they had this great life. And then he was um, accused of the murder and went to trial on the murder. I won't give any spoilers on it. But I started watching The Staircase. And it is all um, real life interviews with the people involved. And the Uh, husband and wife who are the subject of the story they had children and so their children are interviewed as well as well as the detectives and about let me think how long ago about maybe three or four years ago I read a book on this particular case by Aphrodite Jones called A Perfect Husband. and It was a really good book. And she's a very interesting true crime writer. She had a show for a while. I don't know if I've come across it lately. But she um, does follow true crime stories. And she's an attorney as well. And she sort of reminds me of Nancy Grace in a way, but not as um, not as a opinionated like she'll she'll see the nuances and cases a little bit more and I really enjoyed her book it was really well written and now I'm starting to get into this documentary and I um I'm on a group text with um my, my three daughters and my niece and so we always talk about stuff together um you know if somebody watches a good show or somebody's read something or heard something or do we all want to go to a movie? You know, any anything, like we all talk about everything. And um, we, so we started talking about this documentary. And my niece said, oh, I watched it over the summer. I had never heard of it until it came up on the Netflix queue. I started watching about the first 20 minutes of it. It seems fascinating. I will give um, a more detailed review, but wanted to give that as a suggestion if you're looking something to binge and um, looking for something in the true crime genre. One thing I've noticed about the true crime um, shows out there is that there is a range of in quality. And the Making a Murderer is so well done. Um, Like, there's that sort of quality. So far, the staircase seems to be in the range of quality, like making a murderer. And then there's stuff that's, you know, not as good quality, um, not as well done. But this one I recommend, and as um, I start to get into it more, I'll give another review. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I still invite people to reach out to me on all forms of social media. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can go to my website, BrummerLaw.com, and you can send me an email from the website. You can follow me on Instagram at FlorenceLegallyBrunette. I'm on Tumblr at FlorenceLegallyBrunette. I'm on Twitter at florence law. God bless, and I'll talk to everybody in a week. Bye-bye.